here we go again. It is episode. I, keep, I just keep rubbing this thing on my nose. Um, mm. I need to stop saying um, dude. How do we stop that? Yeah, that's that's one of my bad fillers. <laughs> I've gotten rid of most of the other bad fillers, but um is one of them. It's just convenient in between sentences when you're trying to collect your thoughts. You know what I think it is? I was going to say um. Uh. Uh. <laughs> See, this is how tricky no. human language is. Not uh. All right. I think it's the brain thinking. Like It's like saying, hey, my, give me a second. My brain is still going through it. Yeah. When in reality, you have to get comfortable with the silence in between every sentence. Exactly. And then that's how you become a great speaker. That's why I'm going to practice this episode. Okay. We have to catch it every time. <laughs> I'm down. I'm going to, yeah, we'll call it out. We'll call it out fat, fat, like just straight up, boom. Just a fat call out. You're doing it. <laughs> she was about, about to, to fucking about do it, to. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky, but it's usually people um, fix... I did it again. Holy <laughs> shit. Usually people fix this by recording themselves mm -hmm. via whatever device, device that they have and then playing the audio back and then looking for every moment that they actually say it. Whatever filler word, whether it's like, you already know, you know what I'm saying, um, uh, anything like that. Gotcha. We record everything, so we should be good at this by now. Just look at our YouTube videos. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Hop on Spotify. Do what, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying so I hope hard. This isn't gonna fuck up the entire. No, <laughs> dude. <laughs> this is this is gonna be fun. That's good practice. Welcome back. That's what I want to say. First of all, we're back to recording pretty often now until Zade has his baby. Even then, we be. might still. Yeah, yeah, we still will. Be pretty consistent. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you, cut you some slack. You know, I'm just gonna be like, yo, take some time, sure, do your thing, whatever the case is. To be honest, I'm waiting for that baby to pop out. Yeah. Here's here's something that a lot of people don't talk about, like mm. my um, my fiance actually, because I recently proposed. You know what's up? Uh. Thinking about this, <laughs> but anyways, it's hard. Something that a lot of pregnant women specifically don't talk about is the experience towards the end of their term, mm. and how uncomfortable it is. I've seen direct hand. I have direct hand evidence of how uncomfortable a pregnant woman gets, especially with sleep and sleep deprivation. Once she gets into like week forty, week forty one, forty two, and so I think that's a a big problem that needs to be discussed. In terms of like, it's just not talked about often. Not like at all. it is hard, dude. We tend to forget too. I mean, obviously, this is your first pregnancy, so it's going to be. There's a huge learning curve here. Yeah, I've already gone through most of it. Yeah. What are the experiences like? It's probably pretty tough in terms of dealing with um, timing. I just said um, but yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna. No, we we, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> it's gonna be too much. <laughs> <laughs> with timing it's do you feel like you're always stuck trying to figure out things 24-7 do you feel like you're just like you gotta be at the rescue constantly there is some feeling of that There's, right 
at least specifically from from my role as a man. That's kind of what I assume. Obviously, I haven't been through it. My mom got pregnant when I was probably 17. Well, no, 16. Really? That, that yeah. young? Yeah, so I was pretty, I was pretty old hmm. by then. So I remember, like, things she went through. So I kind of, like, started learning based off of that. Because she was acting weird sometimes. Dude, my mom had me at 37. I just found this out recently. Really? Yeah, and in a lot of the, in the pregnancy space, you don't hear about older women giving birth that often. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I was like, 37, huh? Yeah. Damn. Let me, let me clarify. My mom wasn't 16. I was 16 when she was pregnant again. <laughs> See, that's what I thought. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I was like, your mom had you at 16? Whoa, Numbers dude. Don't, don't quite add up. Yeah, dude. My mom, are, my mom and I are uh, 10 years apart. Still? No, whatever. No. Um, it's it's kind of weird because they, they go through, like, some eating disorders, too. What do you mean? Sometimes. I mean, you're not just feeding yourself anymore. You're feeding the baby, too, right? So you're feeding double. And it feels like, um, let's just say you had, like, you slacked on diet, right? And your diet wasn't the best for you, but now you're feeding two. So if the baby doesn't like it, you got to stop. You got to like change something, mm -hmm. you know? even though it's your own mouth and tongue and flavor profile and craving. It might not translate well. So then it, there's some challenge there, I feel like, that they face mm -hmm. when it comes to stuffing themselves. Oh, for sure. And we actually have evidence to show that whatever you eat, whatever the woman eats during pregnancy definitely impacts the, the taste buds and the preference of the child going mm. forward as they grow older. Interesting. Of course, after they're born, you know, you feed them very specific things so that you avoid any problems with that. But it, it's all connected, dude. Yeah. It's all connected. And it's extremely fascinating. Like, it's one of those subjects that I have definitely dived into ever since we received that news. Mm -hmm. And everything from midwifery to home births to even, like, going deep on beef liver pills. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Well... I know you, you set yourself up well because you're just into that, the whole research process, which is good. I think um, I feel bad for them because of what they have to endure to begin with. Yeah. Right? The fatigue and all that and the whole process of it, right? And I think those, that usually happens, what, the last couple of months? Yeah, around the whole process, right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, the baby is born, and then that was already harder than the whole process, right? And then when it comes out, now you're going to have sleepless nights, and it's like you're already fatigued. Like, it's just dragging way too long now, right? Yeah. And depending on the baby, some babies are chill, like where they don't necessarily cry. They just, you know, wake up here and there, um, just change, change them. and Summer, nightmare. Yeah. Change I do think lifestyle has, to, has a big part to play in that, too. Lifestyle of uh, the parent? Yeah, of just the overall family unit. Because mm -hmm. if you think about, like, the impact of light on, like, sleep-wake cycles and nutrition and stress levels, all this stuff, I think it's, uh, I think that definitely definitely contributes to a baby that's, quote-unquote, misbehaved mm -hmm. or a little bit, you know, on the crazier side. But either way, you know, it's a, it's a learning, uh, learning curve. I think what's cool is the fact that before the baby's born and still in the womb, it, the environment matters, too. Yeah. 
the Japanese take us very serious. And um, from what I know, it's the tradition is when they find out she's pregnant, they kind of seclude her and put her in like a staycation type of thing. Oh, I've heard of that. Ultra yeah. relaxed, you know. Yeah. Um, and everything is taken care of, like from the aspects of food, everything's laid out, you know, like it's like scheduled and they know exactly what to do for the next nine months in Mm -hmm. terms of environment, food, um, activity, brain work, breath work, uh, who's around you, who's not too. That's a big one. That's crazy. Yeah. So think about it like this. This got me to think about, um, other aspects like uh, aspects like if you're in a home that's super noisy and just toxic and aggressive and you're pregnant in that environment, how would that affect the baby? You know, how's the baby going to be? It's going to be uh, an evil, demonic, toxic, <laughs> uh, impulsively lying moron? Or is it going to be, you know what I mean? Th- that's a good question, you know, because I, uh, have you watched Dahmer on Netflix? Yes. Dude, incredible show. Yeah. And one part that stood out to me was the fact that Dahmer's mom, while he was in utero, while she was pregnant, Mm -hmm. was just railing like antidepressants and Valium and and like ibuprofen and all these different drugs to the point where she she would have specific narcolepsy drugs that would wake her up, you know, like sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. And she would find herself at a bus station in the middle of the night. What the hell? Like crazy. I don't know. that, That was a scene from the show. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But it makes sense. And that impact is definitely a devastating one. That's insane. So the question is, if you're on medications like this, could you potentially create the environment for a child to become a serial killer like this? That's an interesting question. Yeah. Because that's beyond diet. That's beyond anything. It's just, um, I mean, think about it, dude. The umbilical cord is connected straight to the baby. So I'm sure that if you if you sense stress, it'll send signals down yeah. into the part of you at the moment. You know, cortisol, adrenaline, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, those are some cool things to think about because you start to consider that being pregnant is a much more serious thing than just you're having a baby. You know, oh, way more serious, dude. I'll give you one example, like one mistake that a lot of doctors make in a traditional hospital setting for a birth is they cut the umbilical cord almost immediately when actually that is the main supply of blood from the placenta i believe that is necessary for the baby's just overall well-being yeah so the idea is that you should allow it to pump blood into the baby until it is fully white and until all of that blood has gone into the baby yeah that's just one example among countless ones in terms of like the birth setting so it's not just about the baby getting its the most amount of air it'll ever get, pretty much. Yeah, there's a lot of things to it, man. <clears throat> That's crazy. I don't know, man. Babies are... They're interesting. <laughs> they Some really interesting are. Interesting little creatures. Because, like, at the thought of it, you know, when you're... Uh, like, think of... When you see a grown p- person and they're being annoying, you're like, stop being a baby, you know? Yeah. So at that moment, it's kind of negative. Mm-hmm. But then when you see a baby for real, you're like, that is the cutest thing in the world. It's like, <laughs> you want that almost. And that's all you care about really right right now. Mm-hmm. Now, to make it your own, that's a feeling that I heard is just out of this world. 
when it first pops out, you're just like, damn, I will give you everything. Yeah. Type of thing, you know? Yeah, and I don't I don't think it can fully hit you until the baby's out. Mm-hmm. Which is why I've kind of like held back on any opinion yeah. in terms of like how it's going to feel. Of course, because oh, you don't have to have worry. experience. We're going to record then. Oh, of course. We're going to record the in the middle of the birth. Push, push, push. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> Come on, bro. We're not doing hospital birth. We're doing home birth. God damn. We move different. Yeah, man. I mean, even a, a home birth, you still have to push. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but a home birth is going to be kind of cool. I, I don't know many people that do it. I don't know if it's because it's expensive. It is expensive, but it's starting to rise in the U.S. Yeah. It's really, I mean, compared to hospital hospital births, it's I think, a fraction of the percentage. I think the mistrust of doctors is what's rising. Yeah, uh, for sure. Is, yeah, people start doing the opposite. You know, it's like, why go to a plastic surgeon Yeah. to do some things that a med spa can do now? <laughs> Like lip fillers, we do have to be a little bit careful from now on of what we're yeah. you know, what we say about the medical system because oh, YouTube is true. cracking down. Because the who so stupid, bro. Yeah. Just don't say any keywords, please. What is it? The who? Just, just I don't who's know. Who's who? I don't who's know. Who's who? Who's who? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Me and Zaid were saying like, if we're gonna say it, we'll say it in Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Code word, baby. <laughs> they crack down on that. <laughs> They said the wow ha wow wow ha what's what's o wow oh wow yeah yeah, yeah wow wow is w ha and then yeah I need to brush but, up on my oh, Arabic man I don't know wow yeah I haven't I used it in so long <laughs> w h l in Arabic <laughs> that is too funny only the real ones know yeah mm, interesting times we live in man a lot oh. of people struggling to get jobs. Uh, a lot of people don't know how to make money, which is surprising. I don't know where we stand, but I feel like I am uh, maybe blessed in some sort of way when it comes sure. to making money. Absolutely. Just because of the amount of complaints I get, people are like, man, we're just trying to survive out here, dude. Like, my God. I'm like, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I'm a biomedical engineer. I'm, I'm like, damn. Don't you have, have a six-figure salary? Yeah, have you not found work? And they're like, no, I had a job, but I lost it, and now I can't find one. It's been two years. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So there's always this question that I always ask, which is, okay, the graduates, the people that did it that way, when you're stuck in a position like that and then a year has passed and your savings are pretty much gone now, what have you not thought outside the box? You know? No, they haven't. That's what drives me nuts. It's like, money's money, work is work. You can make money and go to work doing something else, you know? And sometimes work pays. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, I've always thought like that. And it has provided me comfort, whether it was COVID, whether it was today, whether it was whenever, you know? Well, because you've gone the non-traditional route. Yeah. If you go the traditional route, you're going to be taught to think in a certain way. Yeah. Kind of just follow the straight line, do your job be an employee, be whatever. And then um, it, it also comes down to personality. Mm. Like how resourceful are you? That's the big question too. How much of a man are you? No, I'm just kidding. How much of a <laughs> masculine man are you? <laughs> how much, dude? How much does, Abu would say, how much testosterone do you have, yeah. bro? What's your T levels? <laughs> Pull them up. 
What's your <laughs> free tea, bro? Full chart, dude. Shout Fax out, it to me right shout now. Shout out to Aboud Bakri. We need to have him on again. <laughs> oh, dude, we should get him on like next week or something. We bring him here, yeah. Yeah. I'm down. More intimate stew vibe. After the birthing of your son? Hell yeah. I'm down. Yeah. We'll talk about that. He's probably gonna, He probably has hella questions to ask you after that. I have hella questions to ask him, dude. He's got... He has some very interesting health content. Yeah, but experience is crazy because look, he's he's a full on doctor, okay, that comes on here, and there's still an experience he hasn't experienced that that you have, even though you're not a doctor. Like you what? know what I mean? Like, I honestly don't think he, he has. For that. example, you're gonna have a son. Yeah. Oh, I mean, see, yeah, see how life works, okay? And then we give ourselves like the the satisfaction of like oh. I graduated with a PhD and blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not going to give uh, – this is – it's kind of weird, right? But how do, how do entrepreneurs, like, measure their success when there isn't a uh, faculty or staff recognizing your success in a piece of land we call a university? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See how I put that phrase? Yeah. Because it's just – that's – kind of how it's structured it's just it's how, it's, how it works you know oh progress and we will shine your name on this piece of paper right uh, and then there's there's people that don't give them gives themselves like too much credit and they don't know that they worked just as hard as someone that got a phd for example and this is something that's crossed my mind because i didn't go to school right mm-hmm. and it's something i had to figure out while people were going to school so while people were going to school, it's not like I was just sitting there playing f- fucking Grand Theft Auto <laughs> or Hitman. As many do. You know? It, I was working 24-7. And that, to me, was just like, you know what? If I'm not going to do school, then I best be making money. And that money needs to climb, you know? Like, I'm not going to stay put. I'm going to be like, you know what? We're Right now, it seems like we're pushing for a C. I need to get, like, A-plus money, mm-hmm. you know? And a big one for you is that you were out in the field. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think remote work was that big when you were, like, just starting out, right? Uh, for my industry, it was. It was there, but I it mean, wasn't it, as big as now, especially after like the, the whole— Remote work, because it was like I was an entrepreneur, technically. I was a freelancer. So it's like once you were done with the field, you had to do some stuff at the office, which was the home office. It's like Yeah, but the point is you were in the field. Yes. And now a lot of people are not in the field because they just work from home. Yeah. And I think they lose out on probably 90% of the actual value mm-hmm. of being a freelance or entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like human value. The connections, the meeting any celebrities, pushing your work out to, to people in person. Like these are very important things. Yeah, it's varying opportunities that yeah. don't come through your email. <laughs> yeah, straight up. You know? No, I get it. Uh, it's it's kind of like the whole thing where um, you buy an expensive car just to go to the Ritz. To be, and then you force yourself to pay for it. And as you go to the Ritz, you start meeting people, and people are like, oh, dude, this guy has a Bugatti, you know, whatever. <laughs> Not a Bugatti. God <laughs> well, damn, way bro. too high. No, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Aston Martin, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, Aston Martin. Are you serious, bro? That's like way up here. What let's are you talking, say, lower like, level like car? finance, yeah. Let's just say you're uh, almost nobody. You know, you got like, I don't know, $80,000 saved. And what, E-class? Like, not an E-class. Let's just say uh, you had a G63, okay? You, okay, fair you enough. You financed a G63. Your payment's like almost two grand a month. Cool. And then <laughs> you go, you start going to the Ritz just to be a part of whatever because this car obviously belongs there, right? And people notice that and they go, okay. Once you talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. You're like a part of that crew in that lobby mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. 
and you just make your way in. Let's just say you become friends with one of them. But rich person. That's all you need. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? That's all you need. One good connection. Yeah. Will literally change the trajectory of their life. That's like a certain type of risk. And the same thing with any, like, business move. It's pretty much a risk. I mean, just being alive is a risk. Is it? Like, from either perspective, if you're a loser or if you're a winner or a potential winner, you're, you're still risking. Yeah, but, like, I think it's more of a risk if you're talking about the United States. Because you have that risk of homelessness, like, you know. Yeah, I mean. Sure, because everything is just so absurdly expensive. Everything is just, like, livable wage is just way too high. You know, but then again, like you're, it depends on the person. Like, do you, would you ever see yourself in any scenario with your mentality and your experience being homeless? Um, probably not. You'd figure out a way. I'm like thinking about it. No, <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I have to humble myself down to be like, okay, I don't know. Have I ever felt like that? Sure. Right. I was dead broke at one point and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, I had connection with valuable people that were empathetic, sympathetic enough to let me kind of not feel that, you yeah. know, have a place to stay, um, have a meal, first of all, water <laughs> is important, you know, because there are things that are bare minimum. I don't know if anyone's been in that position, but, but it's like, imagine thinking, dude, what if I can't get water? Like that's, it just that's doesn't like, happen here though. Like I just need my body running. That you know? Yeah, but like even for homeless people in this area, like it just doesn't happen. You can get water from anywhere. Yeah, that's true. It's cheap. The river. Actually, there's no river. Well, hopefully you're not getting water from the fucking LA River. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's what they call the ditch. Oh, dude. The LA Bro, River. Bro, that is so nasty. Gross, dude. I think um if you're not from California, just go uh Hop on GTA real quick and just go down to the yeah, ditches. Just ride the, the Santa Ana River wave, <laughs> That's bro. The LA River. It's the original Wild Rivers. Oh, <laughs> uh, gross, dude. It's brutal. Yeah, man. So I feel bad for people that don't have jobs or are struggling to find it because maybe that's all they know. Maybe that's how. Maybe maybe all I know is how to not have a job. Yeah. You know, it's identity. But again, I've used jobs to my advantage, of course. Yeah, you've done Target, you've done a few, Nordstrom too. Yeah, yeah like, you know, ones. they're really good at screwing you, so why don't you screw them too, you know? Mm-hmm. Start going to your coworkers and just be like, hey, you working Saturday? Let me have that shift. Hey, you working Sunday? Let me have that shift. Let me take And then you money. start taking shifts, and then your manager looks at you like, the hell, dude? You can't be working 60 hours a week. You're like, the hell? Then I you can't. get a promotion. Exactly. It's not overtime. Mm-hmm. Give me that shift. Um, That's funny. Yeah, so... I would do that, dude. And people were stupid. Like, this is how I knew people didn't want to work, man. When I would work, I'd just be like, you working Saturday? And I know in their head they're like, they're missing out on something Saturday. like, I don't want to work so They're like, yeah, bro, I got an eight-hour, I'm closing. And I'd be like, let me have that shift. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. They're like, dude, I'm down. Just go get it approved. All right, dope. That's it. Done. And that was back then. That's eight hours of work for me. How many years ago was that? Uh, Six, seven years ago. Eight years ago. Imagine it now. There are... Yo, you working this week? Let me have all your shit. <laughs> Dude, there are hundreds of thousands of more people that are just, they yeah. don't want to work. They want to check out. And I kind of get it, but I also kind of don't. It's weird, man. 
so weird. And I think that's like it, that's inevitable if you work a typical job that you don't like, that you actually despise. Mm. Just like any moment I get, I'm going to clock out. Mm-hmm. But if you're invested in the work and it's towards like a larger mission, then I think uh, you don't get that. Yeah, because with retail and all these other jobs, it's just it's just well, you're working towards the money. And it's not hard and, work. And, no. It's just mundane. And it's it's very fucking boring, actually, yeah. especially for more motivated people. Yeah. Like, imagine working at a Sunglass Hut. Bro, that shit is dead during the week. Unless, oh God, like, the dude. weekends, then then there's two of you. <laughs> just twiddling your thumbs standing yeah. there. Exactly. And the worst is your manager comes and says, why aren't you doing anything? And you're like, what do you want me to do? Clean exactly. the shelves that have already been cleaned? Yeah, and that is valid to me. Honestly, if I was a manager, I'd be like, fair point. Like, sure, you've stay already, busy. You've cleaned this a million times even when it was clean. So just thank you for being here. You're basically security. <laughs> you know? <laughs> man the doors. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Oh, man. Speaking of security, I saw this video of civilians finally catching one of these... Um, these idiots that were stealing in California. Like the CVS? Like put them in a chokehold, and they're just... And he's like, let me go! Let me go! Don't, they, don't you get fired for that in California now? They're civilians. You can't get fired. Oh, civilians, okay. I fired you from employees. humanity? <laughs> no, dude, if you're an employee and you yeah. do that to somebody who's trying to steal, you you will get fired nowadays. Oh, yeah, yeah. More often than not. Yeah, because company policy, like, apparently they have insurance and do whatever, so it's like, yeah. don't get compensated. It's but not civilians. Working. Yeah. They don't want to go through the liability of someone dying, you know, one of their workers. Or whatever. But what that store was me this? up, dude. What that hyped me up. I don't know what store. But it might have been a Macy's or something. Mm. Which is really stupid, but are you stealing from Macy's? They don't have anything. <laughs> Perfume. <laughs> oh my god, man, I got this new Savage. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Got that Johnny Depp. Yeah, dude. But I've seen so many of those that they've been pissing me off. Like, I'm just like, dude, someone run and grab him. Like, I just want someone to, like, literally trip him. Do whatever, you know? Put him in a chokehold. Be a good Samaritan for once. Tackle him. Anything. <laughs> yeah, but nothing. People are just recording nowadays. This is what I hate, dude. There's no actionable... Like, what if this was the 90s where we didn't have cell phones that recorded, you know? Be way, you'd probably have way more people getting in the action. Because their eye is the camera. Like, they're just like, oh, oh. Witness, you know? <laughs> I feel like people are so, like, dysfunctional on a mental level mm-hmm. that they they will actually record very intimate parts of their life that yeah. should not be recorded. Dude, some of my peers that are older than me have told me that in the 90s, uh, people would jump on being a witness even if they weren't. Like, they're that good as civilians. That makes sense. You know? Just more tapped in, I guess. Yeah, like, there's a car accident. I saw everything. Here, here's my number. Yeah. Call me. You know? If I don't answer, leave a voicemail. If you need a witness. Didn't you do that okay. too? Me? Didn't you, didn't you tell a story on the pod where you like basically pulled over for somebody, crashed? Uh, sh- I think you did. I can't recall. a couple of stories, but it's like, this always happens to me for some reason. Like I was going to Gus's house. And I turned the corner and there was a guy literally passed out on the sidewalk, like an older gentleman. And I was just like, whoa. And I just pulled over and I went and I checked on him. His pulse was fine. And then uh, the... Two old couple came from across the street, and they were like, is he okay? What's wrong? And he's like, should we call 911? I was like, I don't know, but he seems, he's responding. Like, he's talking to me, but his eyes are closed and rolled back. 
And the guy looks like he had a heat stroke, but then I'm like, it's not that hot. So that's weird. Hmm. So I'm like, sir, do you live here? Are you okay? Do you need an ambulance? He said, no, no. And then he kept saying numbers. And I'm like, what? He's like, 828. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell are you saying? Hello? Is that your address? And they hit me. Like, I'm like, is that your address? And, he, and then he's like, 828 Prince Joy or something. Mm. And I was like, wait. So I pull out my phone. I put 828 Prince Joy. It's literally like right around the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So you want me to call someone? He's like, yes, my phone's dead, basically. He was showing me his phone. It's dead. Like, it's not. So I went. I was like, uh, I told the old couple, call an ambulance. Wait right here. I'm going to go there. Uh, find their, his family members. I don't know what the hell. Mm-hmm. I knock on the door. And then took him forever to answer. I guess no soliciting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, God, I'm just life is at stake. Yeah. Come on, dude. I don't know who I don't know who he is, but grandpa or dad is fucking going through it right now. Yeah. So then this lady answers the door. She's like, Yes. <laughs> and I was like, um, is uh I think your dad or someone uh, there's someone that passed out and told me to come to this address. And then she goes, Oh my god, my dad! <laughs> my daddy! And I'm like, okay, yes, it is. I, I like don't know shit. who it is, but someone is. So the way she reacted, I was like, holy shit, okay. So she calls her mom. She's like, give me one second. And they were going to walk there. This was like 0.2 miles. I'm not going to make you walk there. Like, la, 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 la. <laughs> I'm like, hop in the car, hop in the car. She's like, really? Are you sure? I'm like, don't ask me. Just hop in the car. Dude could be dead by yeah. then. And then I started driving the other No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just go the other way. That was no, the end no. of my work. Yeah, yeah. That was it. God knows. As a normal citizen of Orange County. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) You guys want anything? I'm just kidding. No. Can you imagine I stopped by 7 Eleven? Yeah, I'm going to grab Gatorade. (laughs) I need to grab some Zins. Can you hold up? (gasps) What the hell is wrong with you? It's outrageous. Yeah, I like to joke too much. That's uh, a rare quality, though. Yeah, they're like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. They're like, I don't have any cash on me, but it's. I'm like, no, what the hell? (laughs) Like, that'll be $35.99. Can you imagine? It's like, no, don't worry about it. I take Apple Pay. Happens <laughs> 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 way too often that I have this set up on my phone. Apple Pay, Venmo, Super Cash App, good. you name it. <laughs> Emergency <laughs> runs. I've got the whole Rolodex, yeah, bro. My God. Yeah. So that's uh, interesting. But I don't know what you were talking about. I'm trying hmm. to recall what you're talking about. It was some car crash or something. I mean, we don't have to bring it up. Some car crash. But it was just interesting to me. Oh, yeah. This was... Um, that drunk chick, the middle of the night, she just, all of a sudden, we see fog, and then there's a car crash just rolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... I, I do remember that. Yeah. Now. Stuff like that. I've seen some weird shit, dude. I've seen some traumatic, traumatic things. I don't know if I've... I told you this, right? When I almost ran over a uh, motorcyclist? Yeah, dude. Fuck. But let me just, let me explain this. I was on the freeway. It was around 1 a.m., and I'm driving, and this part of the freeway, the, the lights are starting to get dimmer, so it's, the freeway is getting darker. All I can really see is probably like 15 feet, 20 feet in front of the car. And imagine driving at night, and you're, you're tired, you know? You're kind of just like hoping to just get home already. Got that like brain fog type. Yeah, of like you're just listening to music, everything's fine, yeah. right? You're cruising like a good 70. And out of nowhere, dude, in this darkness... In the lights, I just see a face and a torso. And I'm like, what the Wait, like, hell? And I like, swerve. 
in front of your windshield. In front, like, you, like directly on the floor. Like you just see dotted lines, like do 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 do, and then do, body, do, and then body. And I'm like, what the hell? I just swerve, like not even thinking. This is the first time I've ever swerved without looking at the side mirror. Yeah, I swerve out of the way, and as I swerve, I see a chopped leg, and I swerve again, and I see some meat, like oh, meat crayon, just uh, on the pavement. And then I swerve again, and I see an arm. And I'm like, dude, imagine this whole time this is happening while I'm swerving. My jaw is dropped so low. <laughs> Pretty sure I had TMG, TMJ the next day, you know? God, you, you went into a flow state. I was just like, like shocked. And the thing is my heart's racing, right? So my adrenaline's up. And my eyes are wide. And I'm holding the steering wheel in one position. You're stiff. And you're just like... And it took me about two minutes to realize that my jaw is down. Yeah. And it's, I've already passed this. And I was like, what the hell was that? So I, in my head, it's kind of like, an, it's like a car accident if you've ever been in one. You're trying to recall what exactly happened, but sometimes it just feels so dreamy. It's too fuzzy. It's yeah. too fuzzy. You can't really remember much, but it's just like, you see directions and this, that, but you don't really, you phase it out. And in my head, all I can see is this checkered plaid shirt. And it's like his face. Just in the middle of a freeway. Like, think about that, you know? You're on a freeway. What the hell was going on? So then I'm like, did you even see the motorcycle? And I was like, how did I come to the conclusion that it was a motorcycle? Yeah. And then as I recall back, and I'm like, I remember seeing a motorcycle tipped over on the side, but this was like probably like 100 feet away, Mm. you know? So I I keep recollecting. I get home at that point, and then um, I like brush my teeth and did all that, did my bedtime routine, got into bed, couldn't sleep. Of course. All I can think about is like, dude, that poor man. Like, I almost ran him over. Was he like, heading the same sudden. way on the freeway or was there like an overpass on top <sighs> that he fell ov- from? No, no, no. There was no overpass. Okay. Yeah. Just straight freeway. Um, and then like, I started like trying to recall everything. And all I can think of was, it suddenly hit me. Holy shit. Someone else could have not seen him. Maybe I got lucky and saw him. What if he got ran over again, you know? To be honest, he probably did. He did. Oh. How do I know this? CHP <sighs> website. I, all night, I was just refreshing their thing, trying to look for what happened, what happened, what happened. So what happened was, here's my story. I saw him on one side of the freeway. It was the second to the last lane on the left. That's where his body was, because that's the lane I was in. When I saw the CHP report, he was in the second to the right. Oh, my what does God, that mean? dude. Crowd ran over. Ah, Insane. That's rough, and that's why I never, will never ride a motorcycle in Ooh. my life. Traumatic. Uh, that's probably the third dead body I've seen on a freeway. That has happened that was demolished. way too many times, Dude, bro. this one time, I saw a Mercedes completely effed with meat all over it. Is this like on like a 91 splattered. exclusively or what? There was one sheet for a head. And then I see a leg, like, under a sheet Ugh. on the freeway. This is this all 91 freeway? That was, uh, that was a 22, the motorcycle. Uh, one of the suicides I saw, or two of them actually, were on the 55. On overpasses. Brutal, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yikes. Yeah, like, the situation is so fucked up that you, you can't even say anything about it. You just you gotta let silence do its thing, man. Yeah. 
I hope nobody really witnesses stuff like that. It's uh, horrific. Does it? My question is: Does it fundamentally change like anything in your brain, how you perceive reality? Oh, dude. Okay. I would say so because the way your brain works is like there's a lot of patterns, and we get deja vu a lot. So like you know, if you're in familiar spots, you'll kind of always remember it. You know, you'll think back at it every time I'm and I'm on any freeway, specifically that one though. I'll always remember it, especially if yeah. it's that time of day. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're cruising and and you're just like, yeah, you're cruising, but then you're still remembering it. But it's certainly you know? not the same as seeing like a messed up video online. No hell, this because, is worse. Yeah, of course, because there's a direct. There's like this happened to somebody right in front of me, mm-hmm. dude. The things that flood your brain is like, what if I did run it over? Is that a crime? You know what I'm saying? Oh fuck! Is that like? Now I have to deal with whatever. How do I even clean it off my tires? What the, you know, like you start thinking of like weird shit. Yeah. And it's not fun. And like, kind of have to live with it, which is, I know people have seen worse shit probably. Like my cousin, he's a paramedic. so Yeah, he gave us some stories. Yeah, bro. Like impaled people that he had to like basically pick up and do things to. So that's, that's nuts. But this is just like. An average night. I was just, I didn't ask for the, like, I, I'm not a paramedic, you know. Like, <laughs> I didn't I'm, ask for the shit, bro. <laughs> it, just, it just was hoisted upon me. Yeah. That poor man, bro. Yeah. Sucks. Rest in peace. Rip. Mm. Anything else messed up you've seen lately? Mm. It can be real life or the internet. Weird thing. I was in the bathroom two days ago. It was not really messed up, but it was horrific. I was in the bathroom, right? It was horrific. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what is this? I think it was horrific. What is this story, it bro? It scared the shit out of me. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm there. No one's there. It's just me in the bathroom. Door locked. Locked and closed. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm like three quarters of the way there. Like, I'm about done, finishing up, you know? And then suddenly the door just goes, poof, and just opens. It was completely closed. It was co- bro, it was locked. Oh, it was locked too, wow. And you were situated where? Right next to the door? Bro, I, immediately in my head. Because, you, bro, you think someone's walking in. Like someone was trying to use the bathroom, you know? That's how hard it opened. Mm-hmm. It just opened. And my, I was looking this way. My door's over here on, to the right of me, and I'm looking to the left. Okay? And then when it opened, I was like, hey! But then no one's there. And then that moment kicks in, you're like... So that's when the part with, like, that reality shift, where it's just... It's kind of like the moment Tyler pointed yeah. out when he saw the, the three UFO. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. Creepy. Not creepy. No, no it's creepy. No, it's not creepy. You know, and then you just, you just like, shut it. And then you're like, you're nah, like, that's terrifying, on. bro. And then, like, in your head, you can either choose to, like... All right, let's dig into it more. Or you could just be like, eh, I'm going to wipe. Like, <laughs> I'm going to wipe. <laughs> what did you do after? Wiped. No, not I'm not obvious. talking about your fucking shit experience, bro. <laughs> Obviously. You have to be a real savage to not wipe. Uh, Don't you have a bidet, do? though? Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Besides the point, but a bidet. Yeah, I do. So clutch. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but seriously, what did you do after? I literally forgot about it. Like, I was just like, just let it go. You're like, I'm a man. I don't need to be thinking about this stuff. Like, I got to go back to work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just whatever. Just, yeah. Who cares? What's for, what's for breakfast? <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe the Big Bear Cabin ghost followed you. Oh, shit. Likes to open doors. I don't know. He does like to open doors. And then I wiped. Bingo, dude. He probably liked the duffel bag, so he hopped in. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's like, let me dive into that extra weekender, bro. (laughs) Yes, sir. And if you haven't checked out any of their accessories, please do at extra.com. They're freaking awesome. Use code 2AM. Might as well send it out with all our sponsors. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I don't know, man. We will in a bit. We'll send it out with the sponsors in just a short while. But um, I just need to know, man. What do you need to know? I need to know a lot of things. Like, why do we exist? That's oh, you're on that wavelength. Yeah, huh? bro, that's, a, that's something that I ask every day. Um, I don't want to dig into it right now, but I've been taking a lot of notes on through the shit I've been reading, right? And everyone has, it's, it's kind of interesting because everyone has their own definition of, like, life, yeah. existence. Um, I think the next part of my notes is I'm going to start looking for similarities in between everything that's been said about it from the people that understand it the most and people that have researched it the most and, under, and just kind of, like, have experienced a lot in this life. Potential episode? Potential episode, 100%. Oh, yeah. Why do we I think exist? it would be interesting. It's kind of like a journey down... Kind of like a journey to the stars, but it's like in life's existence today. We've covered a little bit of it through the podcast, but not to like, yeah, not in depth. Yeah. Um, so look forward to that. Should be pretty cool. Mm, other than that, I think this is uh, sufficient for this episode. Sufficient. Oh, I did get a haircut too. So hope you guys. Oh, relax, dude. Yeah, relax. Sheesh. I need one. Yeah. I need a fade. Yes, sir. Um, before you fade out, I'd just like to say thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we will catch you next time.